This is Terry Cagle with Porch Matters Podcast, and you are listening to Bigfoot Club. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out all our merch and all our old episodes. Also, please look for our social media on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram at Bigfoot Club, the number one. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads. He is on all platforms. If you have any paranormal or Bigfoot stories, please email us at BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 4, Episode 31. I'm here with... Me. No. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Jeez, man, just accept it. It's me. No. Let me be me. No, Limer. Oh, no. <laughs> so, hey, how's, how, was, how was this week at work? <laughs> uh, week, uh, week. Work was... Was all right, yeah, yeah. So I did want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody too. Hopefully, everybody uh, that's listening to this is already working on their second or third plate. Yes, and uh, uh, digging in some t- dessert. You know, yeah. You know, what's your favorite pie? What's your favorite kind of dessert uh, right now? Yeah, for Thanksgiving, like what's uh, your tamales. That's not a dessert. <laughs> the way my grandma would make it, it would, it would be. Okay, yeah, you're right about that. No, but if there's like a pie there, what, what kind of pie would you go? You know, I had a pie at work. Uh, somebody made a cheesecake. Um, what was it? A cheesecake. I, I'm going to have a brain fart here now. Uh, it was one of those. It was a cheesecake churro. <gasps> it was so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Wow. I got. I got I to get a recipe from that you one. You need so. to get that person to make it and then bring it over here. Yeah, I know, right? That's that sounds delicious. It does. Oh, so, man. I am super excited today. Mm-hmm. Today we have Michael Sulfur. Uh, welcome sure. to the club. Uh, thank you, sir. Hey, man. It's been a long, long time since we last talked. Uh huh. It's been. It's been like what? Like. What, 05? 12, 12 oh. years? No. Oh, was, Jesus. Was it, what year was it? I think it was 04, 05. No, oh. I think it was uh, about 10. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, was still in, I was still in high school, but I think... I think. Yeah, no, you were. No, 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 because it wasn't uh, 2000, 2010 because we already... Gra- I already we. I already graduated and we already moved to... to Tulsa. Tulsa. So I think it was actually uh, probably like 06. Okay, oh six or oh seven because you because you were still in high school, right? Yeah, I was like uh, junior or sophomore, so it was probably. Oh my goodness! Wow, has it really been that long? Yes, it has been a long time. Yes, it, it, it's been that long because there was a governor there that was a, he, it was his term. He's the only one that's ever let anybody on the property. Wow! Oh. It was during his term, and he reigned. He reigned from about. I want to say about two thousand eight to about two thousand eleven. <sighs> Okay. There. He was the governor there. That's how I know what time it was. So Mike, let's let's tell let's tell all the listeners how you okay. you and I met cuz like yeah. I met you through Todd Partain. Do you do you remember Todd, Todd? Partain? Yes, yes he, sir. I do he, remember Todd Partain. He did a documentary called Eyes in the Dark. Eyes what, uh-huh. Eyes in the Dark and Eyes it was in like, the dark. it was at the time it was like the top grossing uh, documentary on Amazon and then that was like 06 or 05 but um, he, he, I think he messaged me and he said that there was, and I know I've talked about this on a previous podcast, uh, there was a Bigfoot that went behind a casino, 
uh-huh. and drink out of a grease pit, right? And yeah, and you were the con. I think Todd had a contact with you, and then yes, Mike, yes. Mike asked me asked me to ask you know us to go along with him because I don't think he's ever been like in the field researching before. And so I just wanted I want to go from there. What do you remember with all that stuff that went on? So I just want uh, what I remember is that um, they they had approached uh, me and. You know, we're part of the Cheyenne Arapaho tribes. Um, they had approached me and asked me if they could come on the property and do some research because they had heard about a video. Mm-hmm. I said, he said, yeah, that, 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 that's okay, you know. So I did. I go, I went and asked the tribal uh, leaders at the time uh, if it was okay if me and a, a, a crew come on the property and do some researching. And he approved it. Surprisingly, uh, you guys are probably the only guys that's ever been on the property. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, surprisingly. You guys are probably the only guys that's ever been out there. Um, but we went out there, done some research. Would you? Uh, do you remember that all the hair we found? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I do. I do. Also, like recall that they wouldn't let us look at the video. <laughs> so, yeah. oh no. Yeah, the video they they do have a video down there at at the, at the tribes and and it shows actually a Bigfoot coming up to the casino mm-hmm. and he, they, it is recorded and he comes up to the casino he walks from from the back down toward the river coming up to the casino and you actually you actually can see him uh, walk up to a light there's a light in the back of the casino which right. is about fourteen foot tall. The light is about fourteen foot tall, and his head is about two foot from that. Wow! Oh my gosh! So, yeah, his head is about two foot from that light. So he walked up to the he walked up to the casino, and then he he was looking around. And by this time, security had already a uh, 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 surveillance had already alerted security that there was something in the back, and they needed to go check it out. Mm-hmm. But before they had got there. Uh, he was looking around, and back then, they, uh, it was a, a newer casino than then. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, uh, 55-gallon drums of grease that they had used from their, uh, what is it, that little deli or something? little the Cafe or something? Yeah, a little cafe. And then they had vats of 55-gallon grease drums were full of grease. And he he smelled, he smelled. Uh, one of the witnesses that told me this said that he swayed from side to side while he was under that light, and he looked at that grease, uh, grease fifty-five gallon drum, flicked the lid off, and he told me it was three quarters full. He said he picked that thing up and took a drink out of it, was drinking out of it. Wow! And, and he was drinking out of that grease, out of the grease, a uh, fifty-five uh, gallon barrel, and. Yeah, and by the time he said you could see uh, lights shining on him, the security was going down here, and you can see the lights shining on him. And he drops the grease and then takes off back to where he come from. Wow, that so, is. I think this I would, is the first time we're hearing a, like a full description of what happened on the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's the full description of what happened on the video. Oh wow! And Thank that, you, Mike. I got that from the first uh, one of the people that actually one of the witnesses that actually seen that had told me they had seen it. And he and it was the he, he worked there the next morning when he got there. There was a big uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it was a big discussion. You know, a lot of activity and excitement was going on because it had it, they had caught it on. Uh, 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 they had recorded it. Mm. And he was actually one of the people one of the first people there showing up for work when all this was going on. 
And he said, yeah, I seen the video. He said, they do have a video of it. And he, that, uh, uh, he said he counted 144 steps from when it come walking up to the casino to when it ran back. He said it came the same way in that it, it, it went back out the same way it came back in. On on the video, did it did it show it was a male or female? Did it have? Do you um, know? It didn't say. And it, you can't really see the male or female or male, but by the judging by the size of it, um, given how they are around here, it's going to probably be a male. Yeah, you know, it was like two feet below the fourteen. Foot. Yeah, yeah, and actually, wow. the light is still there to this day. Wow, and uh, you know what kind of. What kind of got me on that story is that it's weighing side to side. Yeah, like yeah, it's weighing side to side. He was smelling. He said he, he. This is what the witness told me. He said he smelled it. He was smelling. He was swayed from side to side and was smelling. And he looked at the uh, fifty-five gallon drum and it had a lid on. He said he flicked that lid off, picked it up, and drank out of it. So he was drinking like it was like a Dr Pepper or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's grease. It's, it's, I mean, just full grease from from you know you know those old, uh, you know when you cooking the French yeah. fries and yeah. tater tots, and it was that grease. This just sounds. Yeah, gross. <laughs> it just sounds gross. He's got to have. Gross. <laughs> he's got to have his his fats, but man. I was thinking this. Um, what is there a human on this planet that can pick up a fifty-five gallon drum full of grease? Nope, not full, but three quarters full. I know I couldn't do it, even yeah. if at the best uh, uh, shape of my life, I probably couldn't pick up a fifty-five gallon drum full. Three quarters full of grease. No, that's. Uh, uh, I mean, how much weight is that? That's a lot of weight. It is, and it's. And it's I don't think a normal human could pick that up and take a drink out of it. Did, did the witness say that? That he said that it was struggling to pick it up, or it picked it up with no, ease. No, he just said he picked it up with no problem. Eat oh at ease. Oh my gosh! And just and just start drinking out of it. He said he had his whole arms around it and had his lips on on the side and was just drinking out of it, slowly drinking out of it. Jeez! Wow, and um, I don't think there's a I don't, not to my knowledge there's not a man on this planet that can lift something like that. That is no, a lot of weight. That is. I a mean, lot you're of talking weight. at least. Uh, I mean, at least four or five hundred pounds. Yeah, easily, <laughs> easily, easily, so, easily. Mike, I I, I didn't know. I I wanted to see that video so bad. Do you, Do you remember yeah. the reason why they didn't let us see it? Do you remember? Uh, they don't want nobody to know about it. Like non-Native Americans, right? Nope. They just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's theirs. Um, it belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a right to not let nobody see it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, if they want you to see, I mean, if they'll let you to see it, then they'll let you to see it. But um, for the most part, um, they just hush hush about it. Everybody knows about it, uh, but uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, to uh, publicly disclose it, they'll never do it. Yeah, because like, uh, remember, I was I was talking to you earlier in the week, and I had. Uh-huh. Mentioned, I had mentioned to you that David Wilbanks claims that he he saw the video. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. he's I mean, uh, he's a Bigfoot researcher out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there may, there, there may come a time where they do allow or release it, you know, publicly. But mm-hmm. um, if you know somebody that works there or you know can get you in there, then maybe that might be a different case. But uh, for the most part, uh, they're uh, the. The overall general uh, administrative opinion is probably they're not going to release it at all. And right. For them, it's more of a, a, a burden than tend to uh, uh, just be left alone, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I want to say this, like, uh, before, because I didn't say this in the beginning. Uh, uh-huh. tell, tell the listeners uh, your nationality and um, and your reasoning on how you got us in there, like, so easily. Oh, um, 
Well, I was born in Oklahoma. I was born on... I'm half Muscogee Creek and I'm half Cheyenne Arapaho, and my mom is full blooded Cheyenne, and we're born from Oklahoma. And she's enrolled with the Cheyenne Arapaho tribe. I used to be enrolled with them, but I disenrolled myself. Uh, but I'm still, you know, half Cheyenne. But um, my family all works out there, and um, I just got access to the uh, tribal administration at the time, and they allowed. I asked them for, for, for I asked them for permission, and it was just granted just that one time. Mm-hmm. And that that but, I know of. But you had to be with us, right, the whole time, right? You had to be. Like yeah, a, I had to be with y'all. Yeah, I had to be. That was one of the man, That was one of the mandatory requirements was that I had to stay out there with y'all the whole time. So, <laughs> do you do, do you recall that? Because like we, because like Todd and I were talking. I know we were talking to you. I said, "Man, we drove all the way up here, man. I, I don't want to leave right now." I go, "Can we at least go into town and talk to people?" And like we yeah. went into town and we attempted to talk to people, but nobody wanted to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, at, at that time, it was a really uh, not like it is now. There's a lot of information about, you know, stories and it's on the TV. But back then it was more of a, a, a taboo yeah. around here. But see, they're, they're so prevalent around here in this area, in Oklahoma, especially that uh, everybody's everybody's got a Bigfoot story. Everybody's got a, 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 a supernatural story around here mm-hmm. that they can share. And then uh, it's just more, back then it was more taboo. Yeah. Um. Cause I know we were, we like, we walked into the, we were in town and we like went over to the woods and I think we were approached by native uh, affairs uh, officer, you know, recall that completely at all. Uh, yes, I do recall that. Uh, we was out there uh, looking around in the uh, Bureau of Administration. Uh, what's his, uh, they call them BIA, I don't know, mm, the yeah. uh, tribal, tribal police at the time. Yeah. And he comes out there and he tells us, hey, what are y'all doing here? And we have, we had permission. And we had written permission at that, and we showed him our written permission that we was wanting to be. We were we was actually scouting where out we was going to camp at, yeah. wouldn't we? Yeah. And we had written permission to be there, and we showed him our written permission, and he says, "All right, I'll share y'all with what I know." And he shared with us some stories that he had seen being yeah. a, a officer, you know, uh, working for the tribes. That uh, he had stories and stories and stories, which surprised all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cause, cause I don't really I, recall, recall them stories, but um, he did share that yes, they are real. They are real, and they are out there. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know if you uh, recall. I had like a tape recorder with me, and I, uh-huh. when he walked up, I had it out in my hand, and I said, "I goes, hey, can you can you tell us some stories?" And he, he pointed at that recorder, and says, "Turn that off, and I'll I'll talk to you." Uh-huh. And I go, "Okay." Yeah. So we like, I turned it off. He goes, "Man, they're here, here all the time." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't go on record with it, but off the record, he did share a lot of stories and encounters that he had personally, and stories that and encounters that he had on calls. Yeah, that that, that they mm-hmm. they did actually call in to them and for help. So I think one of the stories was, as I recall, uh, was I don't know if, if you guys recall it, but say recall it twice. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, he said one of them was like uh, the Bigfoots were coming and they were stealing someone's watermelons and cantaloupes. And mm-hmm. and I go okay, and he goes yeah. They just like would show up and just grab some watermelons, just take off, and mm-hmm. whatever they were growing, they like just took it. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, and, yeah. and in in this area, I don't know, I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's just here or anywhere else, but growing up in Oklahoma, there's just a lot of high population of the of the Bigfoot around here. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, especially in western Oklahoma, where, where this area is, and in eastern Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really, really a lot of Bigfoot. I don't know. 
I think after after I had met you, I moved to Tulsa for like two years. Stephen and I moved to mm-hmm. Tulsa, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. like there's like a fifty fifty mile radius around Tulsa where we would uh-huh. get like reports all around all around Tulsa. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, and like in the rural areas. I said, man, but uh, you would have never thought. Like, yeah, you would have never thought that because Tulsa is like yeah. it's kind of widespread, and it's yeah. I wouldn't whenever you told me that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Are you serious? Yeah, um, yeah, especially in in Uchi. <laughs> Uchi, Oklahoma, where I thought I, I pronounced it as Yuka, and guy I was talking to when I was working at Dish Network was just like, "Yeah, you're not you're not from around here, are you?" And I go, no, I'm not. He goes, "Yeah, it's not Uka or it's not Yuka, it's Uchi." Uchi, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, Uchi. I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, my is the hot. Oh, there's just a high number of a population of Bigfoot around here. I mean, you wouldn't think Oklahoma, but yeah, there is. You know, we got different kinds of ter- different kinds of terrains in, in all parts of the state. All mm-hmm. four corners have different different types of terrains. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. You know, when when I was with the TBRC back in uh, the early 2000s, uh, we would get more reports from Oklahoma than we actually did from Texas. Yeah, and I yeah. I don't I don't doubt that at all. So I mean, there's yeah. for some reason there's just like a like. That whole land is just is just strange, and it's just it's just strange here. You know, it's just the way it is, and you know, and we say that. You know, we I can talk about that, and that's just the way people grow up with that around mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just how it is. It's just part of nature, you know. And I know we were talking like earlier in the week. Uh, you had a story that you were telling me about, and, and I want to know, know see if you wanted to go back and talk talk about that story. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. Which one was that? Was the one about uh, you went fishing and? Uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was just here recently. <laughs> how long ago? Uh, I want to say October. Okay. Uh, well, I guess it was uh, wow. uh, month. This, this past this past October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, went down to uh, you know. I'm into Bigfoot. I like Bigfoot, you know, and I know where they hang out at. I know, I know I go out into the woods, you know, and I fish and I like to explore nature. And I just know where little places are in Oklahoma, those little, little nooks and crannies, you know, that are hidden uh, for spots, you know, public accessible. And one of my favorite spots that I got down to is down around Okeem, Oklahoma. And there's a spot down there. Um, uh, where the bridge is at crosses the river mm-hmm. and it, they call it the deep fork bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, uh, an old growth area. Uh, it's one of the oldest growth areas in the, in the nation. Uh, meaning that it, the forest has been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So around that deep fork river area, um, the flatlands kind of bottom out and there's just a heavy foliage out there, uh, for that part of the state. It's actually where the Kaimichis actually began. The Appalachians kind of start right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the uh, Indian Meridian line is that, you know, that the water line uh, rainfall falls on one side or the other. It's kind of where that actually kind of starts raining more. So you got a lot more vegetation out that way than you do uh, on the west side of Oklahoma City. So there's a little bit more vegetation, a little bit more habitat, you know, for something to hide out there. And so... I like to hang out out there. I mean, I grew up out there, you know, it's, it's home to me, you know, it's, to me, it's no different. You know, I can go out there and be out there all night and just start living. You know, I live out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me growing up out there and, and finding this one fishing spot. And the first time I went out there was with my ex-wife and 
we was just hanging out and fishing, you know, reconciling re- an old relationship. And I kept hearing this uh, owl noise that as owl kept, you know, hooting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he kept going that, like that. That's pretty forever. good. That's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you could hear it right. I mean, it was like it was right, like maybe seven or eight feet. Right, right where we was at, mm-hmm. and it's so dark out there you can't really see. And we was under a bridge that crosses a river, and then to get to access it, you either gonna park up on on the road that that that, that the bridge is on, or you can kind of drive down into the area if it's not muddy or wet, kind of down by the river by the bridge, and it kind of descends down into a, an area. And it's all wooded. It's all wooded. There, I mean, it's there's woods everywhere. So. We get there. She drive. We drive down to the river. We drive actually by the bridge. At that time, we get our fishing gear out. It's probably seven or eight when we get set up on a sun on a summer, you know, uh, summer evening. So the you know the, the sun goes down kind of late. Mm. And in a, in the summertime in Oklahoma, the sun sunsets about sometimes around nine o'clock, and it's still kind of seeing the day about nine thirty. Sometimes, but we was there, it was late and had a fire going and was, you know, fishing and I just kept having a weird feeling, you know, and I just happened to look up and on the other side of the river, on the other side of the bridge was a, a Bigfoot walking toward us. And I told my ex-wife, I said, Hey, come here, look at this. I said, what do you think was that over there? Mm-hmm. And we both look in the same direction, but it's across the river, but it's walking toward us probably about maybe, I want to say about 200 yards. I mean, just slumbering, slowly walking toward us. And and I, I just kept looking and looking. And pretty soon, before I knew it, she had already started the truck up. And we already had all her stuff packed up and was going to leave my ass down there. <laughs> <laughs> she had already got the hell out of there, man. And I didn't grab none of my stuff yet. So I was like, no, her. I said, oh, shit, she's going to leave me. No wonder she's your ex. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't know. I was, still, I was too busy looking at the Bigfoot walking toward us. Yeah. I did not know she had grabbed all her stuff through her pose. And you got to really, you know, read your pose in. She had threw all her pose, all her, all her uh, 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 fishing gear. I already had it loaded up. And I was still up here looking at this thing walking toward us. Mm. So now I'm in a uh, rat race to get in the truck, and I gotta grab all my stuff too. And and I got it. We got out of there. And about maybe you know we got out of there. I said, "Did you see that?" I said, "Yeah." You know, and we talked about that you know for a long time, and it was it was exciting. You know, it's exciting. You know, when you see stuff like that, it's yeah. it's, it's like a adrenaline. it's like a drug. You know, yeah, it's an adrenaline rush. You know, even though it's a, a you know, it's scary, but uh, for me, it's more interesting than anything else. You know, I want to I want to figure out why. But at the time, I didn't know. But um, we were in a Bigfoot hunting area, and right. I, I, I mean, it was a it's a bit it's a Bigfoot hunting area, and I did not know this at the time. But uh, that was my first experience, you know, fishing down here, and so I, you know, I'd go down there and. Um, I had to go check it out. This was probably in uh, uh, probably around August, late August, mm-hmm. and we were still together about a month. I said, "Let's go check out the that place we was down there." And by this time, it was probably the leaves had already fallen off mm-hmm. the trees, 
And it wasn't cold, but the leaves had already fallen off the trees. And I said, let's go back to that spot. And, and, and it was during the day this time. And I said, let's go back to that spot and see what was actually out there. You know, let's go check it out. And let's go, let's go, uh, you know, just check it out. We we hadn't been to that spot since. So the first and, time the first time you went out there, that was, was August or October? It was probably around August. Okay. And then, but we went back out there uh, when the leaves leaves had fallen. That was in October, right? Okay, yeah, that's when we okay. went back out there. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, now where it's at, it's a it's a road that it's a bridge, and then it's a road. Now next to that bridge are some power lines that run across the river. Okay, now what happens when those power lines are are doing you know running across the river like that? Uh, the power company has to trim the trees back. Right yeah, from the a, power lines. That's yeah, because it's a it's a, a right away. Yeah, it's a right away. Yep. So they got the, and then the, the, the big power lines. They're the big ones. The big poles. Mm-hmm. They're they're wooden. They're not the metal ones. So they're not, they're not that high up, but they're they're still <coughs> up high. And they crossed the river. <clears throat> now what that did is it created a uh, uh, it created a uh, uh, a wall on each side. Okay. And so we went back out there. You know, I guess it must have been October when the leaves were leaves were down, and we was out there looking, you know, just kind of looking around and see, you know, there, and we was just looking around, just checking nature out. And I said, you know, why did we see a Bigfoot on that side over there? They ran, he ran us off, is what they did, mm-hmm. because if they they don't want you around, they'll let you know it. Yeah, I was going to ask you really quick. Um, was his posture like like defensive or like was he? No, he was just he was just walking toward us. Like strolling, just walking. Like just strolling, just walking. You know, wow. just he was he, just walking toward us. He wasn't screaming and or hooting or no, nothing. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't in a. Uh, 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 he wasn't in a. Uh, uh, you know, he just walking toward us. But he, we could see him, and he could see us. That's pretty bold. So, that's like that's like pretty yeah, bold. That's bold. So what you I'm know, thinking is that hooting he was hearing was probably another bigfoot that was close by him or by them. Yeah, it, it was an owl. It was. It was an owl. Yeah. Was it an owl? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, it, it wasn't an owl, but it sounded just like an owl. Yeah, he's, so he's, he was hooting over to the other Bigfoot yeah. across the river, telling them, "Hey, yeah. hey, I can't yeah. move or I can't get out of here because they're in the way." And yeah, oh man, but, you know. So we was fishing, and I didn't know this, but I started going out there after long. And I'll, I'll get. Let's talk about this. Um, we went back out there after that happened. And we was looking around, and I was figuring out what's going on here, you know. So we went out there, and it's an area; it's cleared out on both sides. Mm-hmm. And we walked. I walked way up in up in there, you know, where the power line kind of actually uh, uh, curves to the right, and it actually goes toward the east. And the power lines run south across the river, and they kind of they make a curve. So on the other, on these sides, is looking up. You see a, a wall of trees on one side. You see a wall of trees on the other, and there's trails. You know, there's foliage on the ground on the bottom, like uh, 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 briars and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's trails down to there. And I started following them trails back to the river. I said, I know. I said, if you know what? I was, I was thinking, you know. So I started following trails through the river, back to the river. And I looked down in the middle of the, the river bank, kind of descends down probably about, I want to say about 50 feet. You know, there's an angle that runs down to the river from the top of the bank. And in the middle of that 50 foot where it drops off at, there was two deer hooves in the middle of it. Mm. And I was thinking, okay, there's a deer that jumps from the top of this bank to the middle of this, in the middle of the bank, 
there's only one place it's going. It's going in the river. And I was thinking, you know what? It was running for its life because no deer is going to uh, uh, just, if you see a deer, it'll cross the river. It'll kind of walk down to it, step in it and kind of swim across. Yeah. But the, it was just two, it was just one uh, uh, set of hoof prints in the middle of the bank. So the deer actually jumped from the top of the bank on its back legs and pushed off into the river. So that's meaning it was like moving fast, right? It was, it was running fast, and it was just one. It was just one set of prints, just two, just the two hind, just the two back legs. And it, I mean, that means it was running for its life, right? And so I went back up to the up to the bank. I said, "So the deer was running for its life, jumped off the bank, and jumped into the river." And I looked behind me, and I looked and I looked, and I said, "You know what? There's a wall on this side, and there's a wall on that side." I said. If an animal, especially Bigfoot, was to uh, set up on one side of this side, set up on the other, now if a deer comes in through there, this the trap is sprung. Yeah, they cornered it, right? They cornered it. They 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 cornered it. I said, man, you know what? These are some intelligent, smart creatures. If they hunt like that, I mean, if they hunt like that, then I said, you know what? These guys have a have a. Uh, they have a system, mm-hmm. and it, I could not believe how intelligent that that setup is right there. And like you and your ex were in their in their grounds, and they wanted you we out of there. Was in their grounds, and you know what? They was trying to run us off. I said that night is when a deer kind of run through there. If they, now, how they did it, I figured it out. Is if they get one to run up through that through that power lines where it's cut, they could actually have one or two sitting on each side. If one comes in there, one jumps down, you know, and can say, and then scare it to the other side, Mm -hmm. it's running down the middle. They got one behind it, and so it's running to the river, Jump makes a run for its life, jumps into the river, there's one on the other side that's going to get it. Yeah. I said, you know how smart that is? I said, that's pretty damn smart. That's pretty damn awesome. I said, that's how they're hunting here. That's pretty awesome, though. I said, that's how... I said, man, I said that's a, that's a good way to get you know make to have a, a meal to catch to catch something out in, out in the wild. I said they they got it made here, yeah. And so that's what I figured out that day. And I'd, I'd go sit out there, you know. After that, we left, and me and next wife didn't get along, so we split up again. And but she always tell me, you know, if you ever want to go bigfoot, and you know, let me know. And she that area, she said, yeah, they're there. She said, "You're one of the only ones that know know where they're at." Yeah, and I was like, you know, that that was that was a uh, uh, interesting, you know. But uh, I love the area, and I used to go back there. I go back there all the time. Yeah, just to go hang out with them how, and interact I, with them. I was going to ask you, how tall do you think that one that was walking upon you? How tall do you think it was? It was probably about twelve foot, about twelve foot tall. Wow, he was a good he size. Says one. That's so nonchalant. I know. Oh, probably yeah. like 12 about foot. twelve foot tall. He was he was a good size one. I mean. But that one there, that one there, I think he might have been not from the area. And he he was actually seen probably about, I want to say, a week later, about maybe 60 miles down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was because we have ceremonials, uh, ceremonial stuff. And he was actually seen in the field. Um, and it, the, the same thing with the the, the uh, uh Tribal police actually had seen him in a field 60 miles down the road a week later. Wow. Was he, was he watching? 
Was he watching the ceremonies? Uh, he was just passing through, I think. Okay. I think he was just passing through. But I don't think he was from the area. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the, I think he was just passing through. But he was going the same way, the same direction. But though, there's a lot of them down there. There is a lot of them down there. I mean, I went back out there. Uh, I, and this was in 2000 and... 2000 and... I want to say 2012. Mm-hmm. And I started going back out there ever since. And the more I started going out there, the more I started uh, uh, just listening, just sitting there, and and you could hear them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're there. And I was sitting there during the day one time, just sitting there, and I was there about maybe an hour. And along that power line, that little structure, I was up on the road. I don't go into their hunting area. I stay on the road and interact with them on the road. Yeah, I would. Too. Now I don't go into the woods to into their into their woods. I don't go into their woods. I just stay on the road. Yeah. Or I, I go to the little fishing area, if that. And I was there one time, just on the road, just sitting. I let my tailgate down. I was just you know just sitting around, just looking, looking, waiting. And a, a juvenile Bigfoot, probably about uh, four and a half foot tall, four, but no more than no more than four eleven. Gets up behind the log, starts walking away. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. You think? See, he was, I, do you think he was hanging out there for a while, just watching you? Yeah, I think. I think he was hanging out there, and then he, because of his immaturity, he got impatient and just took off. <laughs> That's a good way of saying, yeah. He's yeah, like, because okay, of his immaturity, he gets, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's got to move around. It was just a juvenile one, though. And so after that, man, I didn't, you know, I was like, wow, you know, they're, they're really here. You know, they're really here. You know, it's funny that you say that because like, uh, my good friend, Matt Knapp, he does Bigfoot Crossroads and he actually had a Bigfoot sighting. Well, he claimed he didn't know it was a Bigfoot sighting at like at the time. I forgot where he was at, but he was walking down this, this, uh, Creek bed and he saw, he saw a log and it was like an old, you know, like an old log that's been there for Uh a while. And it, it looked like it was like a brown rug like next yeah. to it like like you know and he looked at yeah. it it says oh you know someone left the rug here and he just walked off like he went like 50 yards and he met up with another colleague they walked back to that same log and that rug uh-huh. that rug was no longer there yeah i mean gone. i waited it out I, I was just like i like to go out and hang out with them you know yeah it, make, it makes me feel good you know it makes me it, if i have trouble in my life you know and something that's troubling me you know it personally and i go out there and it makes me feel better you know, it takes my it takes my anxiety or whatever is prob- problems of the day for me. It makes me feel better to interact with them, and to me, it makes me feel better. You know, sometimes. Yeah. And and that's why I used to go to you know get get things off my mind, just clear my mind out. And I was just sitting there waiting, and it was probably around I would say, in the about two in the afternoon. And it was about two in the afternoon, and I was just sitting there by the road, just you know, just. Getting getting my getting my mind right and 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 I mean I was there forty five minutes forty five minutes I was there and it stood up I was sitting there watching I was sitting there watching the whole area and it just kind of just stood up and like a child would you know kind of and just starts walking the other way mm-hmm. and I was like yeah yeah they're here I said so they're here I said that that's just definite proof that they're here do you think that they that they know that you're Native American? Oh, they know who I am. And they know when I go out there. And they know, uh, um, you know, I've been going out there for years. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't actually can tell you this. I'm not friends with them, and they they they, they dang sure will let me know if I'm not wanted there. You know, um, yeah. That'd be the danger. Let me know if I'm if I'm not wanted there. Uh, but uh, it's more of a uh, you can you can be you, you can actually make friends with them. And I used to go out there and just sit in the evenings mm-hmm. and just kind of you know get some sticks, get some small sticks, and kind of tap them together. And they'll interact with you on on that back. Um, yeah. There's one side of the road where they hunt, and on the other side of the road, uh, there's a bunch of woods, and it goes back toward the north. And in those woods, I think it to me, I think there's a lot of juveniles on that side um, because uh, it's just you hear a lot of noise, out, noises out there, like things running out there. And uh, one day they was messing with me when I was out there. Um, I was looking at this tree, you know, just watching, just watching because I like to interact with them, you know. And if you're not if you're non-threatening and if you don't, you're uh, 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 not up there to harm anything or, or it. And they can feel it. They yeah. know. And so I was just, you know, just interacting with them in the evening. And I started getting some sticks and hitting them together. And I'd walk up and down the road. And you can hear them walking with you as you go up and down the road. I said, you know, this, they like they like to have fun. Yeah, We're their entertainment, too. Just as much as you go looking for them as, as there is yours. You, they're, the, we're their entertainment, too. Yeah. What do you? And so I just I was going to ask you what do you, what do you think about gifting? Because I I know I I I think gifting is okay, but uh, it's more of I think they see more of it as a not a threat, but a, a, you have to actually know them before you before you can. When I was in Paris, Texas, I I would go into the woods over over by um was it I think it was uh Pat May's Lake, and I would go into the woods and I would put like you know whatever that was in the area like Mexican plums. <laughs> parsimons whatever you know i would uh-huh. i would grab it and i would like put it like in a i would walk way in the woods and put it like in a crook of a, a tree and i wouldn't yeah. tell i wouldn't tell anybody about it and I, other researchers i was with and i would go like the very next day and there would be like a shiny rock or a dead bird or like some herbs sitting in the in the same crook all the time for me uh-huh. so this was something that I, I didn't post i didn't tell anybody about because i didn't want to you know i didn't want to be like you know you know, like made fun of or stuff. So yeah, I, I just yeah. never said anything about it. I just went, okay, that's kind of weird. That's so I would get that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if you interact with them, I think on on a on a uh, uh, a basis. Um, yeah, I think that that's actually possible. Yeah, you know, I used to go out there. I went back out there, to the same spot, and left a little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> one time, the, uh, you know, the, the the leftover of it, <laughs> yeah, and that, it was gone. Yeah, it was gone the next was. day. I don't. Yeah, I, it was I, gone I, the next day. Hey man, if they can drink out of grease pits, I, I hope it was the same big for those drinking uh, the grease pit. The grease they're, pit. Yeah, like oh man, this is a step <laughs> up right here. Probably ate that in two bites. Probably no, probably one. Mike, uh, or, yeah. while you're out there doing stuff, have you run into? And this is just a question. Have you run into uh, any paranormal stuff, any kind of supernatural stuff while while you're doing stuff like this? Um, just that—that's my big experiences down there. You know, I have a bunch of stories. Well, one more big story on that one. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an over-the-road driver. You know, I travel the country. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm in an oversized transportation industry on on that part, and. I do a lot of I do a lot of driving. Uh, I mean, I've been there's nowhere in the United, the 48 states 
there's nowhere I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll drive middle of the night sometimes. And um, for the most part, you know, you don't see a lot of things, but coming from a Native American background, traditional, um, you know that there's things out there. And, you know, you, your older people tell you, you know, there's, there's things out there, you know, you can't explain. And coming from a Native American perspective, that's how that's how we grow up. And so um, I was out in uh, um, driving around in Dodge City, Kansas. I was getting from one job to another about two years ago. And I was coming from, let's say, I was coming from Salina, Kansas. I was going to Western Oklahoma. And I was supposed to meet up with my girlfriend. And she was coming from Chicago. And we was going to go to do another job. We had to be in uh, Western Oklahoma the next morning. It was late. You know, and we're trying to drive, push it, push it. Let's get to the next job so we can get get the next job so we can get the next thing done so we can get paid. That's kind of how the transportation industry kind of works. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I had noticed uh, in Kansas that there was some um, clouds uh, up in the sky. They looked kind of really weird to me. And there was this lightning in these clouds. I mean, just lightning, lightning, lightning. And I could not figure it out. You know, they they look really weird to me. These clouds did, and so I'm like, you know, okay, that that that's all right. You know, in Kansas, you got to be aware that there's tornadoes in Kansas mm-hmm. all the time. It, you know, so you got to be aware of that. We're going down the road. I took a picture of these uh, clouds, but I, this is what's weird about the whole story. I took a picture of these clouds and even, even videoed it, and. We was going down the road. I took a picture and we stopped for a second. I had to use the bathroom and we stopped just for a second. I said, let's get on down the road. So we go a little bit more down the road, down to uh, just uh, east of Dodge City, Kansas. There's a little turnout. Uh, it's like a little rest area. And everybody knows that that's it's in, 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 in the transportation industry. There's a little spot you can take a nap at. And it was 3.30 in the morning. And so I said, let's take a nap. She goes, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's getting late. And we stop and we're facing east and we're facing east and we're sitting, sitting there. And she goes, well, uh, you know, when we stop at night, I, I, you know, we sleep in our trucks. I, you know, we, we stay together. So I hopped out of my pickup. I jumped in with her and we're sitting there, you know, just talking and, you know, said, well, let's take a nap real quick and we'll get back on the road here in about another hour or two. All right. So I look up in the sky and I look up on my, on the right side and, I had the wind roll down halfway, and I see a a, a cloud kind of like twirling. And I'm thinking in my mind, you know, that might be a tornado. So I get out of the pickup, and I start looking up in the sky, and this tornado cloud, like a little bitty spinning funnel, it comes down right behind the pickup. And I look, and probably about maybe, I want to say 12 to 14 foot behind the pickup, I was looking at a spaceship, and it came out of the sky, and I was totally not prepared for nothing like this. Totally not, you know. It caught me off guard, and I was looking at a spaceship about three thirty in the morning in the middle of Kansas, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and I just could not believe what I was looking at. And I told my girlfriend because I followed this cloud. I followed it. Right. I walked from walked from the. When I got out of the pickup, I followed, kind of followed. It was walking toward the back because I was falling, and it came down the sky. And I was like, wow. 
yeah, what is that? And when I actually realized what it was, man, when I realized what it was, I knew, I knew then that, uh, I knew what I was looking at. And so I went to the pickup and I told my girlfriend, I said, Hey, come check this out. She goes, no, no, it's late. I said, no, come here, come check this out. You got to see this. And she goes, okay, okay. So let me, I I was excited. You know, I was just, I was pumped, man. I said, you got to see this, you know. I actually had to convince her to get out of the truck to go. She was tired. You know, we've been driving all all day, you know, all night. Mm-hmm. And we get back to the back. And I, I let the tailgate down. Now, the the pickups are facing west. Now, the tailgate faces east. I set the tailgate down. And she goes, I said, sit down. She sat down. And I pointed to the spaceship. I said, what is that? And she said, that's a spaceship. <laughs> she said, I'm going back to the truck. I said, okay. I was just I was just gonna ask, can you describe the best you can how the spaceship looked or how it looked, it was black in nature. Um I wanna say there was some kind of lights coming from the inside. Uh but it was black in nature. But for some reason it had some kind of coating on it, um, to where it if you was to look up in the sky at it, you would you would you could not tell it was there. Um, it was shiny, um, and it was looked like glass. It looked like a mirror, like a mirror, yeah. because actually, as the clouds were going by, the clouds were actually going off, coming off, the reflecting off of it. And if it was in the sky, you couldn't really see it unless you actually was looking at it. So almost like it was cloaking, or it was cloaking, yeah, like almost, almost, almost like the predator. No, not that. Okay, not that. But it looked like a. It's hard, hard to describe, um, like an illusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like an illusion. Uh, let's just say the clouds are going by. They were going toward the east. And as the clouds are going by, uh, it looked like it kind of blended in with the clouds, but it, it didn't blend in with the ground. Okay. The gr- it didn't blend in with the ground. But the, as the clouds are going by up top, it blended in with the clouds up top. Yeah. And that- almost, almost like an, an, an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. And like you, it tricked your eyes. Yeah, because like and, you got you got like uh, investigation interrogation room. Interrogation uh-huh. room has like you know yeah. that mirror. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah, and then but now, looking, on the other it, side you could see in. Uh-huh. So it it that yeah. makes wow. I've never thought of it like it being so like simplistic like that because when you think uh-huh. of aliens and the technology and stuff, obviously it's there. You know, they probably have like a cloaking device or. Uh, you know, invisibility visibility thing or something like that, but it's something as so simple as just a mirror uh-huh. that way because it, it's all it's all an open sky, so it's it, it can uh-huh. reflect off of that. And the only Man, time I, you could not see, I mean, the reason, only reason why that I had seen it the first time was I looked up in the sky and it was spinning like it was like a uh, it almost <laughs> it was it was weird because uh. Like a uh, like you would push like you would push the gas and it would go for a little bit and it would stop and it push the gas and it would go for a little bit and it would stop. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it would if, I don't know if it was baiting me to come out of the pickup or not. If it, I think it I think it might have did it might have baited me to get out the get out the pickup and and actually come out and you know interact with it. But um, it really got my attention mm-hmm. and he got my attention and you know after she had went to the pickup. I was sitting there looking at it, 
And I was just, I was just amazed by what I was looking at because it was right in front of me. And it was probably, I mean, like I said, 12 to 14 foot, no more than that in front of me. You could see like there was something sitting inside of it. And I was trying to get a good look, trying to, you know, focus and, and, and a voice come inside of my head and said, uh, nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to believe you. Yeah. And the voice was inside of my head and it surprised me because it's not one of my thoughts. It's not, I, I, I did not have no thought like that at all. And it said inside my head, nobody's going to believe you. He said, especially you. Hmm. And, and then he said, and I was just, I just sitting there looking, I was amazed and I was literally in shock when I had, when it, 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 it you know, telepathically, telepathically got in my mind. Right. I, I was in shock. I was literally in shock. And it said, uh, what are you going to do about it? He said, what are you going to do about it? He said, and he kept saying, nobody's going to believe you. I said, and I, and my mind, and then actually at that time I had actually got scared because, uh, you know, you're in the middle of Kansas and if you see a, a spaceship, what are you really, what are you going to do? Who are you going to call? You yeah. can't call the police. I mean, you're right there. Yeah. And I felt powerless. I felt like, <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. at that moment I felt so powerless that it, it, it scared me. It scared me. I'm not going to lie. It scared me. So I went back to the pickup, got in and I said, Hey, Tell my girlfriend I was in the, I was in the passenger seat and she was in the driver's seat and I had my pickup parked in front of hers. We were facing uh, west, and I said that thing's out there. She goes, "What do you want to do?" I said, "Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> and she goes, "All right." I said, "All right." So I said, "All right, all right, all right." I was man, I was like you know my adrenaline rush was going man. I was like hyped up. How long do you think? that time period was when you came down and you saw it and you decided to leave. Um, how long, how long do you think? That time uh, I would say probably about 12 minutes. At any of that time, did you, have you like loss of memory of anything at all? No, no loss of memory at okay. all. No loss of memory at all. Um, I, I was aware of that, of that, you know, because I watch a lot of alien shows right, and, you know, right. I'm, I'm in, I watch all that stuff. So I actually started keep keeping track of time at that point. And that's how I know I, I was trying to figure it out in, in, in between hindsight's 2020 mm-hmm. and I was adding it up all the time, you know, because it just, it amazed me. I went, I, I, it took me, uh, two years to go back out there to the same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, uh, it was just, it was a traumatic experience for me. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at the time, um, but, um, that's just the beginning of the story. There's more. I thought that was going to be the end. Um, but, we was in the, we was in the pickups and I, I was in there talking with my girlfriend. I said, we got to get out of here. And she goes, all right, what do you want to do? I got back out of the pickups. I wait, I was, you know, in shock of what I had seen and totally freaked out about it. And, and I was trying to wait, wait, you know, cause it is, is, is it still back there? Is it still in the back of the pickup? Where'd it go? You know, what, what are we going to do? You know, uh, how are we going to, what, what, what we gonna, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. So I get out of her truck I'm parked right behind her and I get out of the pickup. I look up in the sky and it, it's literally about, I want to say it was about 300 feet, 500 foot up in the air. And when I shut the door to slam the door for her 
And when I when I got opened up the truck door, opened up the truck door, looked up in the sky, it turned around and was in my face about maybe not even a, a millisecond. And it was right, not even eight to ten foot from my head, the, the front of his spaceship. I was like, oh man, I got back in I got back in her pickup and I said, It's still out there. And I could not believe what I was saying. And I said, Well, she said, Well, what do you want to do? I said, Well, I said, start your truck. I said, back up. I said, pull the, to the to my door. And what she did, she started her pickup, and I'm parked right behind her. And this is how scared I was to get out. I would not even get out of her pickup just to right there. I mean, we're talking what? about maybe 20 foot walk at the most. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so scared. I wouldn't even get out of her truck. I had her back up, pull next to my door, my, my driver's side door. I was in the passenger seat. I opened up her door, got out of her truck, slipped into mine. Didn't I didn't even look up no more. I didn't even want to see what was going on. And we left the area. I said, I started my pickup. And it, we took off, and I thought that was I thought that was going to be it. And you know, we got CB radios that we talked to each other with. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, "Man, what the hell was that?" I said, "What the hell just happened, man?" We're going through Dodge City, Kansas, because and we take our route. We we use Google Maps, so I was using Google Maps. <laughs> we go south to Dodge City, Kansas, not not west on that highway. We're going south on it, and. Um, spaceships start coming out of the sky. Did you say spaceships? Like, spaceships, like plural, plural spaceships. Wow, um, they were coming out of the sky. Um, it was during the. Uh, see, this was in. Uh, it was August, August sixteenth, and about that time in Kansas, they started harvesting corn. And I was looking up in the fields going south of Dodge City, Kansas, and I seen about 250 to 500 spaceships coming out of the sky. And I was like, you know, I was counting them up later, but I started seeing them come out of the sky. And they were like, it was like things coming out of the sky. And as I was looking, they had these red and green lights on the front of them. And I thought they was them sprinklers for them cornfields that are out in the fields because they got, I think they got red lights on them, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that that was those that they were going, you know, flashing. And I was driving down the road, probably about 10 miles outside of town. And I started seeing them come out of the sky. And I was like, what, what is that? You know, what, what, what is that? And then inside my head, I heard the same, the same thing that I had heard on the other side mm-hmm. of Dodge City. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It was the same voice. Yeah. Male voice. It was a male voice. Yep. He says, don't be afraid. He says, we're a part of you and you're a part of us. And I looked over and I all, all these spaceships, you could see down that, that lightning was going off at the same time. Remember I was saying about the lightning? Yeah. That lightning before was uh, everywhere. Now, uh, we're, we got CB radios in our pickups. And we can talk to uh, to each other about a mile apart, right? Given that, that they're working correctly, um, but she, uh, my girlfriend, was behind me. I was in front, and I was trying to talk to her, and she was probably about, I don't know, three hundred foot behind me, mm-hmm. not even that, probably about two. And she, I couldn't hear her. I said, I can't hear you. Get closer. We had to be about fifty foot 
apart before we can actually communicate with each other. So we was actually right behind. She was right behind me, mm-hmm. but there was some kind of Interference? electrical charge. Yeah. There was some kind of le- electrical charge in the air. Um, it was really, really freaking weird. The air had some kind of uh, static electricity to it. I mean, you, you could you could feel it. I there believe was something it. in the air. Yeah, huh? I totally believe that. And as I was looking at these spaceships, the lightning was going off in the sky, but there was no rain. There was not one drop of rain. That was the weirdest part that about the whole weird. thing. I mean, you got lightning, 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 and you're you're under rain clouds, and these rain clouds look like cotton candy, like you could touch it. I think that was my, I mean, maybe a cover for them, the lightning. Yeah, I didn't know this, but I'll get you. You you'll understand when I get to the end of this story what okay. that meant. And it would go off probably every what ten, fifteen, twenty seconds. And as those spaceships was coming down out of the sky. They would hit the ground, like hit them, the ground, and some of them like smoke coming out from them, and there was like a a, a door that a door that come out, and as soon as that door would open, um, little beings would run out, and you couldn't actually see them, but they was all on one channel, like telepathic, tele, you know, in your mind, you could hear them um, talk. And communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. They was all on one channel, and they out in my mind. I could hear that. I don't know how or why. Or did your girlfriend also hear this too, or it was just you? Uh, she she was uh, she's got a, a, a one track mind. If she don't want to see it, she don't. You right. know, but she 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 was seeing stuff. She said, "I said I see spaceships all outside." She goes, I don't want to see what's going on. I'm looking in the back of your truck. She said, but there is something going on out there. She said, I see, I see something. There's something out there. Uh-huh. And I was looking at these, these spaceships, and when that lightning would go off, um, they had this red and green light on the very front. And you could hear them. It's like a, a pulse. Whoop, 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 whoop. And all those spaceships was giving that pulse off. And when that lightning would hit the sky, um, that pulse would go faster. And it sounded just like that. And when the lightning would hit the sky, it went from green on green from left to right. Um, it went from green from left to right. And as that lightning would hit the sky, those lights would get a lot faster. Like they got excited because the lightning would do something to it. And I was like, uh, it was that, that was, it did, got, that caught my attention. I don't know why that's the detail that stuck in my mind, but, uh, the lightning was connected to the spaceships somehow when that lightning would go off, mm-hmm. you could hear it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then when that lightning would go off, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we go faster. And I was looking at him. As we was driving down the road, and I, I counted the miles to the end. I was counting my miles. I was watching the time, uh, make sure I didn't get abducted. Um, <laughs> and I could hear some, you know, those voices in my head. And what what they were saying was, uh, uh, that first voice says, "Don't be afraid. Right, uh, we're part of you, and you're a part of us." And I could actually hear there was like maybe I want to say two or three of them that were coming out of the sky and his exact words were, let me suck him up. Let me suck him up. And 
the other voice inside my head, the one that I had seen the first time, because he was a distinct, they got different voices. You can, you can distinguish different voices. Mm. His voice said, let them pass. Don't take them, let them pass. And it was two or three. There was like a, a, a malevolent, not malevolent, but they wanted to uh, get us. But the leader, I guess that one that I had seen the first time, he was the leader. He was controlling all these other ones around. He was their leader because what he told it, he told them one. He said, "No," he said, "Let them pass." And I was like, "Wow, you know, all this is going on." And I looked to the right in Kansas. I don't know if you've ever been in Kansas, but they got dry fields sometimes. And, you know, like when, they, when, they, when they do a harvesting, it's real dry, and then they cut the corn down, and they got little stalks out there. Uh, I looked out to the right, and I see three little beans, and they're not gray. It's like, you know, you see aliens, and they weren't mm-hmm. gray. These guys were about – the best way to describe it is uh, they had a body of like – you ever see Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, Peter Pan, they had a body of like Peter Pan, but they had uh, uh, like a shape. You know, you ever see them troll dolls? Mm, yes. uh, you know, troll doll. Take 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 the top of a troll doll, the body, you know, the color of a troll doll, and put it together with a Peter Pan, about four foot eleven, no more than five foot tall. There were three of them running in the field of Kansas, and I was looking at it. I was like, "What is?" <laughs> I could not believe what I was seeing, man. I, to this day, I still can't explain what I saw. The only thing I can explain to you, I mean, I don't know what what it was out there. But I seen three of them coming across the road, and they were running across the road. They were running about thirty miles an hour because they was kicking up dust, a dust trail. And you can only, you can only do that if you're going at a significant amount of speed. And they were running, they were running that fast. Wow! And they were happy. They were they were smiling. They were like it was like it was a good time, you know. Like they were, and there was a there was a house out there on the left side. They they actually crossed the highway in front of me. Uh, probably about, I want to say about 300 feet in front of me. They crossed. They crossed in front of me. They ran to this house. They went into that house. I seen them go into that house, walk through the walls, ran into the house. I was like, wow. Was there any other cars on the road? Whenever you, this yes, was gonna- there was cars out there, but uh, one or two. I didn't. I didn't see no other vehicle. I was following a semi. There was a cars on the side of the road, and there was nobody in it. A few, like two or three, right. maybe four. But the one that's the one that caught, caught my attention was a was a pickup pulling a camper. <sighs> it was jackknifed on the side of the road. Do you think these are the some of the people that they took? Yeah, I think that was. I'm pretty much sure. I'm I'm about positive that they did. Wow. You know, mm. I'm pretty sure because they they was doing something out there. And we was going down the road, and I seen those three go across the road. And I looked to my right, and I got a double cab Chevy, and I, I heard something. That's what got my attention was I heard something behind me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard something behind me, and I looked to, the, to my right, and I see something sitting in the back of the truck in the back seat. Oh, don't say that. And my girlfriend says, and as soon as I, I seen that, my girlfriend says, hey, I said, what? Because we was talking on CBs. And she goes, there's somebody sitting in the back of your seat. I said, I know. I see them. I said, there's two of them. Um, 
I want to say there was three, but there was two for sure because I looked over my right shoulder and they were sitting in the back seat. And you could see, you could you could almost see through them. You like see through them, like they were cloaking and, too. Yeah, they were cloaking. You could see through them, but um, they they were talking. I could hear them, and the way that they were talking was uh, uh it says uh, uh the way that they were talking. I could hear I could hear them. And they were going. That's what I heard. And I was like, "What?" He reaches over, he's got a needle, sticks it in the back of my ear, and I hear this. And and I felt the whole side of my head on the right side go go warm, like if you was you know to get warm real quick. I don't know what what they did, <laughs> but. Um, they did that. They did. They actually. They they did that. I was like, wow. But uh, I I don't know what it was. My the whole side of my head got warm, and I could feel this warm feeling going through that right side of my body where I had gotten injected with something. You know, were you not scared anymore after that? Uh, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. Anymore. I was just freaked out because I man man it it was like being in a science fiction novel. <laughs> It was like being in in a movie or something. So what happened after they stuck the your, the back of your ear? At right, not even right after that. I looked back and they were gone. They were gone. Wow. And we was driving south of Dodge City. Every mile my speedometer was kicking off. I was looking at it. I was counting the miles. I was watching the time. And I was like, um, we kept going. The more we got south, the more it would seem like it was centralized back toward toward the toward the city. Not like toward the city, but around that area. Not even four or five miles outside Dodge City, but it seemed like there was a more centralized area where they were coming down at. But the more we start going south, the less the less of the spaceships start coming down. Like maybe the first time there was probably maybe eighteen, twenty, I say twenty five of a cluster come down. I looked over to the left and there was a, a best way to describe it, it was a tower. And in Oklahoma City, there's a place, and I grew up in Oklahoma, so the best way to defer land, landmarks or something for me is, is the, 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 uh, to judge a size for something is the buildings downtown Oklahoma City. Uh, there's a building down there called the Devon Tower, and I looked over to the left. In my mind, I was thinking, what the fuck is that? And what it was was uh, it was a, a structure big as the Devon Tower, uh, mess way my mind could could you know describe it in my mind to make sense of what, what I was seeing, you know, gold looking, and mm-hmm. and it had hieroglyphic writing coming down one side of it, and I'm pretty sure on the other side it did too, but strangely, there was lights coming from the ground and it was highlighting this bulb. I don't know where the lights come from, you know. It, you couldn't see nothing coming from the ground. It's just yeah. lights. It was just a light coming from the ground. It illuminated that that tower structure. It illuminated the whole tower structure. Wow! I could not tell. I could not tell where those lights were coming from. But the whole the whole tower was illuminated, and at the top of that bulb, the lightning was shooting off from that bulb. So much. It's almost like it was a, a like a like a center point for everything. Uh huh. And see, and then when we got to the end of that that structure, there was no more space. It was past that structure. Wow. Only between that structure that when that structure was shooting off lightning, coming back, you know, toward towards you, mm-hmm. and 
And from what I gather, they were telling me, you know, because telepath, telepathically they communicate. And once you get on their channel, you know everything about them. You know everything who they are, where they, you know, not where they come from, but you have a good sense of what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it was just, it was just like, it was unreal. But once they got past that structure, there was no more spaceships after that. I counted it up every mile, 37 miles. It was exactly 37 miles. Wow. And once we got past that structure, there was no more spaceships. There was no no activity after that. Once we got past that structure, there was no activity at all. And I kept telling her, I said, what just happened? What in the world just happened? Did you uh, report this to MUFON or anything? No, no. I was so freaking I mean, No. This is, I, was, I, I would just tell you, this is the very first time that we uh-huh. actually had a UFO you know, report on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was yeah. pretty, this was pretty elaborate. Yes. So, <laughs> oh man. You know, did you have any dreams after this? Any, uh, I didn't have no dreams. I was so, um, paranoid. You know, I was so freaked out about what went on. I didn't go back to, I didn't, I was so scared to go through Kansas after that <laughs> for two years. I didn't go back there for two years because it was so freaked out. I was, I was literally afraid of the dark after that. So if uh, you got a job in, in that area, you go, nah, I'm not taking that. No, I went there two years later, and you know I looked and I and I used to avoid the area for two years, and I was you know scared, yeah. scared of what happened. I didn't want to experience that ever again. But uh, um, is that is that structure I, I, still I, there? Huh? Is that structure still there with the, no, the bubble? It, it was just the, I I think it belonged to them. It had right. to belong to them. It had to belong to them because what telepathically. They they told me, you know, you're a part of us and we're a part of you. What that means, I don't know. Um, I think it's to relax you. So no, they, so, um, so they I think they had. I think they had a, a part of our a hand of our a hand in our DNA. I think they had they had a hand in our DNA because he would not have said that. You know, to me that that makes sense. And they had the same. They they were they were golden. They had gold golden skin color. Their bodies are really lithe, L-I-T-H-E, lithe, mm-hmm. no fat, no fat on them at all. Um, they had a, 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 it almost looked like leather covering the middle part, and they, they that's the only thing they had on. Just those ones that I saw running across the road. I don't know about the ones that was in the truck or the one that was in that spaceship, but the ones I seen running across the road, had long. they had long pointy ears, um, about four foot 11, no more than five foot tall. <laughs> And they had uh, like a hair, golden hair, and it kind of went into a. You ever seen that Thundercats? Yeah, Thundercats. Yeah, like that hair Lino had. Yeah, that's what they had. It looked like that. Did they have but eyes? Golden. Did they have eyes and mouth or anything? Like that? Regular eyes and mouth. Um, regular eyes and mouth. Feet. They were barefooted. Wow. They were. Oh no, they might. They, I didn't see it, but they they had something on their feet. They, they were moving fast. The they were moving fast. So. Because to kick up dust like that. Yeah. And what surprised me is that they were happy. When they were running, to that's, them that's kind of creepy though. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, they were they were happy running, and they kind of had their hands out, you know, laughing, giggling, you know, running, hands out left and right, kind of going, you know, just kind of balancing, you know, running, kind of. Yeah. And I mean, so smooth, so elegant. So to see something like you know, to see something like that, you know, they, they was just amazing. And I, what got me was they uh, there was a white picket fence in front of one of these. I want to say it was a house or. A house on the on the uh, on the uh, on the east side of the road, and 
it was like a house and it had in 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 uh, Kansas they have like cedar trees for the sun and they had a white picket fence in front of that house and these things jumped over that white picket fence and then took one hop and went inside the house jumped they, inside the house they went through the walls they went through the walls they went straight to the wall that's usually what you hear when I'm sure you've heard this too uh-huh. uh, whenever someone gets abducted they say that these aliens they walk through walls and they they don't remember after anything yep. after that, and they get abducted. They went, they went straight to the wall. Yeah, they, I've seen I've seen all three of them go inside that house. Um, so, now, uh, so after this yeah. all happened, you, and then you, did you make it to the to the next job, or did you, you didn't make it? Um, man, well, we were still tired from you know, was trying to take a nap before. Yeah, <laughs> and all this happened within, I want to say, about an hour. Wow! All this had happened within an hour. About an hour, about an hour and twenty, about within an hour, forty-five minutes to an hour. All this happened within forty-five minutes to an hour. So we were still tired from trying to take a nap before, mm-hmm. and I was just so, I mean, just I probably couldn't tired. sleep after that. I mean, I, I was so tired, I was so exhausted by what I just experienced, man. It was just one of the most freakiest things I've ever seen in my life. That is, we went down to the next. We went down to the next. Uh, um, went down to the next uh, uh, town. I said, I gotta take a nap. I gotta stop. She goes, all right, well, we'll pull over. So I went to jump in her truck, and I said, take a picture behind my uh, ear. I said, I want to see what's back there. She said, okay. She takes a picture behind my ear, and there's a needle mark behind my ear. <laughs> wow, yeah, man. there was a needle mark behind my ear. Yep. Man. And a little, a little bitty, like a little prick. And I was like, Wow. She said, I thought you was kidding. I said, no. I said, they was in the back. Of, they was back there, man. And and this is the strangest part of the story. I mean, one of the strangest part of the story is I had videos of that, that uh, uh, clouds, and I had a picture of that uh, 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 behind my ear. Now, the reason why I didn't get my phone out or get anything out to record or do anything, mm. um, something innately, innately told me if I was to do that, that it would not be good. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't blame you. That's instinctively yeah. something told me: do not get your camera out, do not get your phone out, or it's going to be bad. It, instinctively, that's what that's what you know, and that's the reason why I don't know. Not, not that's the reason why, but I kind of think that's the reason why they let it go because I wasn't trying to record or yeah. you know do nothing like that. I was going to say that too. That's probably why you didn't. Yeah, you, you didn't get and so instinctively you know but i did take a picture of the clouds and i did take a picture of uh of, of the little prick behind my ear mm-hmm. and then about i had them for about a year and a half to two years in my phone and they just disappeared magically <laughs> yeah i, I... <laughs> they disappeared magically off my off my off my uh, uh off my phone wow even even in my even in my cloud stuff it's gone. Wow, they're gone. That's, that's and then the, the, that's well, uh, the the uh, 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 I seen I seen I was looking at the, the timestamp on them was correct for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But, but then I started looking at it because I know the date and time and what happened where I was at because you can go to Google and look at it, mm-hmm. and the timestamp changed the first time. Timestamp changed from like. Three thirty in the morning to eight o'clock in the eight p.m. Wow. I was like, "Huh? What happened?" 
And then one day they were just gone. That's crazy. Mm. One day they were just gone. You should really like reimport this to MUFON. This is a great story. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that because, you know, they have, I was watching, I, you know, ever since then I've been really into aliens, you know, Bigfoot, you know, is real. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. Um, aliens was a new, new experience, new, new thing. New. I mean, just, I want to learn everything about aliens. So yeah, I've been watching the, the MUFON global, you know, watch that stuff, how they, you know, there's a, there's a different civilizations out there. And from what I gathered from the ones I interacted with, mm-hmm. Uh, for me, they told me, you know, telepathically, they were 2.2 billion year old civilization. Yeah. And they're 2.2 billion, billion year old civilization. Can you imagine how far advanced they are from us? Yeah. I and mean, I was thinking, you know, it's just, it's just, I can't believe, you know, that's what I get from them. I mean, they probably yeah. don't, they probably don't even have to travel through space. Probably just open up a portal and just go through it and come back and whatever they want to. Yeah. I always wanted to know why they was out there in Kansas though that night. It was during, you know, the harvest corn time, but were they out there for food? Were they out there for energy? Were they out there just to fuck with people or were they out there just to have a good time? I mean, I think when you said that there was a bunch of cars or jackknife and people missing, I think they probably took some people and they decided. I'm pretty sure they did. They decided not to take you because you didn't videotape them. I wouldn't record them. I wasn't trying. I was something told me don't do that. And I told my girlfriend, I said, don't get your phone out. Mm. I said, whatever you do, don't get your phone out. She goes, yeah. I said, okay. I just, I said, don't. I was on. They, they had me on the same wavelength as they was. They're like that. Uh, uh, what do you call it? That uh, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine with that cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was her name? Uh, I know. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it right now. Yeah, and. The cyborg have that one channel, and then they they all can see everything. That's what that's that's the same thing that they can do. Uh, one mind, one channel. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. One mind, one. I was like, wow, you know, that was the best. That's the best comparison for me uh, to to explain it. Wow. Mm. Uh, cool. And that that's my alien story for <laughs> paranoid. That's the one I'm saying. <laughs> um. I had, I'm going to ask you this question, and if you don't know, that's yeah. fine. Uh, I had one of my coworkers, her name is Caitlin Gonzalez, and she's always been interested in Native Americans, a lore, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she was asking me if you knew, what was the difference between a skinwalker and a windingo? If you knew, or if you could, uh, if you want to tackle, if you want to tackle that one, that's probably a rough Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we can. Um, from my understanding, skinwalker is a, uh, uh, um, a healer that, you know, got involved in dark magic mm-hmm. and went the other way. Um, it's actually a person. Mm-hmm. The Wendigo is a, a non-human spirit. I've okay. uh, been here before. It's always been there. Um, uh, skinwalkers are human spirits. That Wendigo is not a human spirit. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the difference. Got it. That's, yeah, that's- got it. Um, there was, there's something that we've always like Stephen and I, you know, we've heard it, you know, from other stories with native Americans and there's always been stories about, uh, they, they would say not to whistle in the woods at night. Yeah. He at calls night. spirits at night. Yeah. So That's can you call spirits at night? Huh? Okay. Okay. I was just, I was just wondering if that was true or not. So, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, because, you know, being native, you know, uh, 
coming from traditional ways and, and, and things like that, you know, uh, let's just say 100 years ago, 150 years ago, which is not that far back in time mm-hmm. uh, as far as, civiliz- as civilization goes, um, we all lived out in the woods. And so we was out in nature, out in the woods or out in the prairie or plains or whatever you want, however it makes you feel better. Um, you don't whistle at night because you call spirits in by that way. Mm-hmm. And then back then, uh, living in TP or living in a Hogan or beyond a longhouse, uh, you don't want to go to the bathroom out in the woods and call spirits at night. You just don't whistle because they'll come get you. Yeah. <laughs> So you did, that's just a, a taboo. It's taboo with all cultures, I think, as yeah. far as Native American goes. Yeah, because I remember it, 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 it calls spirits. Yeah, because I remember it. Uh, asked a friend of mine who's uh, I forgot which which tribe she's in, but she was just like, it's it's different for each culture, but I think and we can all like all cultures are all we can agree that it, it'll it'll uh, cause something that you don't want in your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because it'll it'll get to you like that if you whistle, uh-huh. and it's and they were told not to do it, and we take we were very superstitious on that, like do not do it, do not. Yeah, let's just say like you go into the Navajo culture, you know, with the skinwalker, you back that way, and you do not whistle walking at night because you might call a skinwalker in. Yeah, yeah, she was saying something <laughs> so like that. Like that that's how that's how that's how terrifying it is. You know, you just don't yeah. whistle at night. Yeah. I was uh, I was listening to a buddy of mine, and his name is Felipe Mendoza, and he's he's married to uh, I think I want to say uh, a, a Apache lady, or she's yeah, from Apache yeah. ground. And so he was at their reservation in New Mexico, uh, probably like a month ago, and he was he was talking to his sister in law, and his sister in law was telling a story about how she thought she saw a horse in her backyard, and his horse like stood up. And walked and walked off, like walked off in two legs. And yeah, and she said the horse had green eyes. And uh, and then it, it like looked back at her to see if it was watching her. And then it just it just walked off. And as it as it got up closer to this hill, then it went back on fours and then took off. Wow. And then she was telling another story about um, she called it a bunny boy. Like it was like half bunny, half boy, and uh, she saw it in the again in the back of her. I think her mom, her, her mother in law's house, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I go, man, that's that, I've never heard stories like that before. But it was on like the reservation. I, I forgot which one it was, but it was just like some strange stories I've I've never heard of before. So yeah, in my travels, man, I was out in Colorado about I want to say about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, I, I thought it was a wolf, man. I, I thought not a wolf, man, but I thought it was a wolf. Uh, I was crossing the road, and I told my cousin he was behind me. You know, was traveling in, in transportation, and he was in the pickup behind me. I'm I'm in the front, and something crosses the road. I say, "Hey, watch out! There's a coyote." So he hits his brights, and you, you know how a, a a dog will run under. And in Colorado, there's fences, barbed wire fences. Mm-hmm. And we was out in the we was out in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. I mean, thirty forty miles either way. There's nothing out there. So uh, I was looking, and he he he, he flicks his brights, and I look in my rearview mirror, and this thing I want to say is a thing, but you know how a dog will go under a fence mm-hmm. and go under it. Well, I thought it was a dog or a coyote, but it 
it crossed the road and it was about maybe first my first reaction is coyote. But as the more I thought about it, it was about maybe about maybe four and a half foot tall crossing the road and it was a wolf. It was a wolf. Mm-hmm. And as it as it hit the fence, um it didn't crawl it didn't go under the fence like a dog would. It crawled under the fence like a man would. Like he re- went put his head under the wire and then a show, you know, a hand went out, and the hand went out, and it was going under the fence like a like a person would. And when he hit his brights, it was doing that. And I, I looked, and it turned to the right, and I seen a big old snout on it. I said, I seen big old teeth on it. And I said, in my mind, I was thinking, damn, what is that? And my cousin behind us got in the seat, gets on the CB, and says, that's not a coyote. I said, and I told him. It was our, we drove right by, you know, like, I mean, it, just, it, was a, it, was, it was like a split second. No, not even split second. But I mean, it just happened just real fast. And I told him, I said, I bet you lucky doors and die, won't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a real monster out there. Would, you, like, would you think it was like, because I hear stories about dog bed. I don't know if you hear. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I was talking with uh, tribal tribal people about this. I said, what do y'all think about that that werewolf, that thing they call dog man? And uh, uh, one of the elders had said, uh, "We heard they were coming from the sky." Um, there wasn't there wasn't that many of them so long ago, but there's more of them now. And they had told us that they were coming from the sky. I don't know what that means, or take that for I don't know, grain of knowledge or grain yeah. of salt. I don't know. I don't know if you know. Uh, I can't think. Of her, I can't think of her name right now. But she was an author. She did uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, yeah, I want to say is Linda Mount Mooton or something. Um, I probably got it wrong, but anyway, she's written a couple books, and I think her theory on the Dogman is that she's looked up like all like sighting reports and stuff, and it's always mm-hmm. it's always near uh, Native American mounds, yeah, or an area that used to be Native American that had you know harvest or. They grew food or something. And so she had always thought that these dogmen were not like um, flesh and blood, but they were spiritual and they would show up and they would protect these areas. They would like just whatever person was there and not just not doing good stuff and they would show up and then like drive them away. Because it was, there's hardly ever evidence of like dogmen, paws, or. Or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Why well, just wanted to see what your thoughts on that was. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, what I like I said on, on my part, um, like you know, I've been werewolves. You know, I was hearing about werewolves growing up and stuff like that. But and I asked them. You know, I was asking a lot of the el- older people. You know, what do you think about them? You know, dogmen. And one lady says, uh, "We heard they were coming from the sky." So, that's that's a new. Okay. One. That's that's a new one. That's that's pretty cool though. Because there's more dogman stories now than there was, I yeah. don't know, Red Riding Hood or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, there's but, like there's a lot pop, popping up in Texas that I, uh-huh. I, I've, I've, because I've never had anybody bring me like a dogman story, but I've heard, uh-huh. I, I've gone to conferences and I've heard people talk about them. I said, okay. Next. Yeah. So, um, I, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh-huh. This is some like good stories. I, I don't, 
I wasn't anticipating that alien story, but that's actually a really good. That's actually you know our first story. So Man, I'm happy I've been that. I've been trying. I'm, I tell people my alien story, and the, I don't know how to explain it other than to tell you just what I saw. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know the meaning behind it. I don't know why. You know they. I don't know. I can just tell you what I saw, and the best way I can explain to you is the words that I, I told you. Yeah. And. Then, I don't know what it was or something out there, but we're not alone in, in this in this universe. No, in this I don't. World. I don't think so either. So I mean, we're I think, not alone. We're not alone. So no, we're not yeah. alone. Well, you know, anytime you want to come back on the show, man, we'd love to have because I'm sure you got more stories. Oh yes. Oh, I got one, one more Bigfoot story, but we'll get to that next time. I guess. Okay. Yes, what, sir. What's the possibility of us going back out to Concho? Um. I'll have to, you'll have to ask me that another day. Okay. Um, I'm actually sitting with one of the tribal elders, so. Okay. Uh, and we'll have to ask them. Okay. So. I just want to see the video. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I just want, I, yeah. that's all I want. I don't want a copy of it. I don't want, because I, I'd rather protect their right than anything, because yeah. I just, that's just how I am. But, well, but anyway. Uh, between, if you want to, and you get time, yeah. um, just between you and me only. Right, I'll take you to where I take you to, um, to my Bigfoot spot. Okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get some activity. All right, that sounds that's sure. Some, that's some something that we need to do, and because um, I just started, I just started, you know, walking really good again. So I mean, I was I was sick all last year. Oh, you ain't you ain't got to walk far. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah, for what you told <laughs> you me, to just ra- just right, right off the there. bridge. So uh, yeah, it's right there. I mean, okay. And I was there, you know, and I go there all the time, and. I was probably there with the uh, the guy I used to work with me. And I took him out there. I said, you want to go hang out and go see Bigfoot? He said, yeah, let's go check it out. So we went out there just messing around. And I told him, I said, they're here. So we pulled up on the bridge. And I just said, just listen. Check this out. Just listen to him. And uh, you hear him out there. There was a dog barking. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a dog barking. You know that there's a dog barking because you can hear it. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you hear that dog? He says, yeah. I said, do you see a dog out there? Nope. I said, it's right there. I mean, it's probably, I'm going to say 75 to 100 foot. Do we hear the noise? Yeah. I said, do you see a dog out there? Nope. <laughs> I mean, like, whoo, whoo, Yeah. Woo. And 75 to 100 foot, a dog's not going to stay in one spot barking. It's going to yeah. move around and bark, bark at what's, what's he's barking at. Yeah, there was not none. None. There's not one dog out there. Not one animal. Not nothing. But the barking noise is right there. I said that's Bigfoot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, yeah. I've I've heard them like like mimic horses. I've heard uh, them mimic. They'll mimic anything. Yeah, mimic anything. I mean, I, when I heard that first time we went out there, the owl noise. Yeah, I call it owl noise because it was like literally twenty feet from us and. Yeah, they were hunting at night. They were hunting. They, they were hunting. We were we was in there hunting grounds, and for them to be successful, there can't be nobody out there. Right. And they're really territorial about the place. Um, they they migrate there and uh, migrate sometimes. Us, I, what I learned dealing with them for the past, let's say, I've been going out there since 2012. To yeah, about 2012. So about 10 years, and. I noticed that they migrate because sometimes the area is flooded and they can't be there when the area is flooded. So mm. they migrate. It's a, mig- it's a migration route, I think, or a permanent settlement or some, most times they're there 
Sometimes they're not. And you can feel it when they're not there. Mm. I mean, it's just like a, a dead feeling like yeah. they're not mm. there. But when they are there, the you, places, it, it electric, electrically yeah. Yeah. charged. I, I've had that same feeling. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. When they're so. there, you know that they're there. You said that they put off my kind of like an EMF charge. Like a... Man, uh, I, I believe that. Infrasound. <laughs> I believe that totally. I totally like, believe that. Because we, when we were when we were in that the town and we talked to that uh, Native Affairs officer and he left. I don't know if, if you recall. We were just sitting in the woods and then yeah. I got out and I did like a couple tree knocks. I did a yell and I got a couple tree knocks back and a yell back. And then uh, I think you and uh, Todd wanted to leave, so we ended up leaving. So. But uh, but that that time when we were I was doing that I was feeling that like that the same feeling that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So game and then uh, I'm not number one. I wanted to thank you for coming on. I really really appreciate it because uh, uh-huh. I know I did it at the last minute and I appreciate you do. And uh, maybe we can you know we could set up something up uh, for content whenever you know the things are right or things are lined up I'll right. Ask her. I'll, I'll hint around about it, but. Uh... Yeah, being, I get it. It's still in the news and stuff, man. I, I get it. Everything. I get it. I won't. I won't get my feelings hurt. I won't. I just. Yeah, I just don't. Won't. Don't. Don't expect too much. But I'll. I'll try. I'll okay. try. So. I appreciate, appreciate you, man. You have a good night and a, a happy and Thanksgiving. You too. And I'll, I'll. I'll take you back to that spot if you want to go. But it's got to okay. be me and you, though. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right.